Yo! How's everybody motherfucking doing? It is Talking Sports with Way and Crony. This is episode three, if I'm not mistaken, isn't it? Episode Trey. Episode Trace. Like, we are in this motherfucker. We got some heat on today's topic. Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder 2. Oh my goodness. Same results, really. We gonna get to that. Also, it is the third week of the XFL. We're gonna talk about that. We got some. We got again. As y'all know, with our with our XFL talk, that's like a full thirty minutes in and of itself. Yeah. We got some heat for the XFL. Also, we have two questions that I'm that we're gonna talk about. One: Should Jason Tatum be considered in the MVP conversation? Not with the MVP, but should he at least be considered in the conversation? And also. What was the last one? I forgot that fucking fast. John Morant versus Zion Williamson. Do you believe that Zion Williamson, with the very limited games that he's had and the very limited games that he'll have left, do you think Zion Williamson has done enough to be able to be considered in the Rookie of the Year conversation? We're going to talk about that as well. Uh, anything you want to tell people before we get started? Just enjoy the show. Enjoy the motherfucking show. This is Talking Sports with Wade and we in this bitch. This is Talking Sports with Wade and Crony. We'll be right back with you. Today's dog eat that we are going to talk about today. Y'all know how I do. Gotta gotta pull out the, gotta pull out the notes real quick for stat him. God. Get you get me stat, <laughs> stat God in the building. Gotta pull out the notes. Get my paper together. So we're gonna talk about the XFL first. The first game that we're going to talk about is the Dallas Renegades versus the Seattle Dragons. So. The first, um, I'm just going to just kind of drop some stats here, and then we'll kind of discuss the game from there. We're going to try up a new, a new format for y'all here on Talking Sports. So, Seattle, some of the things that stood out. Brandon Silvers, um, 21 for 34, 204 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, one of his receivers, Pro, six receptions, 81 um, yards, one touchdown. Um, Seattle's rushing was actually very good. Gardner and Williams combined for 16 rushes for 69 yards. Uh, with Dallas, Dallas, um, Cameron Artis Payne, who we've mentioned multiple times on this broadcast so far, um, 80 yards rushing, 30 yards receiving. Uh, they also have a couple of excellent receivers over there on Dallas. One, their tight end Parham, two touchdowns, 75 yards, five receptions. Uh, Landry Jones, 30 for 41. So 30, um, 30 passes completed, 41 attempted, 274 yards, three touchdowns, two NITs. I say NITs, two INTs. That's game one. That's the first one we're going to talk about. So, Mr. Crony, based on the stats that you have, sir, give your opinion and based off of what you saw with the game. Go ahead. Well, first off, first off, uh, <clears throat> The 12th man continues to go on in Seattle. Uh, Even though they did. So, as soon as the game started, they couldn't get the calls right. They couldn't get uh, play calling right. They couldn't hear themselves. The team was doing pretty bad for the Dallas. Um, so, I give them that. They, I, that's what helped them stay in the game. But uh, <clears throat> I just have a... I have a problem with Dallas. It was a good game all the way through, but I have a problem with Dallas. Even though they won? Even though they won. Okay, continue, um, continue. They have a good rushing attack, and they strayed away from it for the first half. Uh, but they finally just decided to use it the second half, which was actually great, because I think if they didn't, they wouldn't have won the game. Okay. Uh, so Seattle's defense is A1 at home. So we need to see what they can do on the road because they still lost, but they were in the game. Okay. Uh, so that's pretty much my take. We had good play all around. Um, Dallas tight end, that's what you're using for, man. Yeah, MTV, like, like par, Parham, like Parham actually really surprised me. Again, I was kind of, over these past few weeks, I've been looking for players to stand out. Mm-hmm. And again, we've discussed this multiple times. Like I've told y'all before, I feel like the XFL can definitely be a step to the NFL personal belief here, uh, but yeah, I disagree on that. We, we disagree on that, one, but I feel as if 
it can definitely be a step. And I feel like performances like what we saw in week three, um, but again, this is just the first game we're talking about. But once y'all kind of get the performances we've had in week three, y'all will see what, what I mean. But yeah, uh, my personal take is I feel like this was a good game. I feel like this was a great game for Dallas. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this makes Dallas two and one. Yeah. This makes Dallas two and one. This also uh, makes Seattle two. I think this is a two and one, two and one type of situation. I, mean, I think it's one. I think Seattle one and two, but I could be wrong. Okay. Again, we got to get some clarification on that. But uh, again, great game though. Like I said, Brand- no. So let me just kind of give you a, a couple of personal takes. So I feel like Brandon Silvers did much better. Like, I've been talking about the QBs in the XFL, and I've been feeling like the QBs in the XFL needed to step up. I feel like this was a overall better game for Brandon Silvers, one of the least known quarterbacks in the XFL. Like, when Brandon Silvers was selected, people were kind of looking like, who the fuck is that? So, I feel like Brandon Silvers showed up. Also, I feel like that Seattle defense, man. The Seattle defense, even though they let 20, they, 24 points was put up against them, I still feel like that Seattle defense is great. Like, that Seattle defense is amazing. But, again, they were at home, man, with that crowd. That crowd really helped them yesterday. It did. It did. Again, they got 24 points put on them, but the Seattle defense, I feel, was was great. Um, again, somebody who loves running back play, Seattle's rushing game was on point. Again, between Gardner and Williams, they did most of the work for the, the backs when it came to Seattle. Um, and then when it came to, to Dallas. Let's just talk about Dallas for a second. Artis Payne is a beast. Cameron Artis Payne is a beast. He deserves another shot in the NFL. At least at backup running back. Like at least as a, as a secondary back. Like Artis Payne um, can, can catch. He can run. He can give you an overall game. Um, again, there's another person that we're going to talk about, but I feel like Cameron Artis Payne is a beast, and he's been one of the standouts from week, from week one. Since week one, we've been talking about the Dallas rushing game, and he's been the main reason. Yeah, but the tackling is so bad in the XFL, man. <clears throat> it is. You know. the, the tackling the tackling does definitely need to get better. Also, last week last week I shitted on Landry Jones. This week I do want to apologize because Landry Jones. <laughs> showed up and was much better than what he was last week. Again, 30 completions, 41 attempts, 274 yards, three TDs. He did have two interceptions. That that's the that that that's what kind of knocks him down to much better and not he did great compared right. he did much better, but it still got some improvements to do. But overall Dallas showed me a amazingly balanced game. Yeah. You got artist Payne with the running you got Landry Jones finally starting to kind of find his stride. He got a nice little target in Parham. I feel like they, they starting to Dallas starting to come along and, and find their way personally. I agree. But this this was a this was a good game. This is the, the first game showed everybody what the XFL can truly be when it's running full speed, right. in my opinion. The next game that we're gonna talk about, <clears throat> Houston versus Tampa Bay. Can I get I'm, I'm, I'm more. I'm gonna. Can I get <laughs> Houston versus Tampa Bay. Three and zero. Three and zero, baby. I will give him that. He beat Houston from week one. He beat Houston, and they have not disappointed. But last week, we did also agree that Houston might be the best, the best team in the XFL. Just period. Like they remind me of XFL Patriots, and the reason why I said that was based off of the QB play. Like, can't like, let me just again break down the stats for you really quick. Cam Phillips, eight receptions, 194 yards, three touchdowns. The quarterback, PJ Walker, 24 completions, 36 attempts, 306 yards, three touchdowns, and 120.8 QBR. The rushing was even on point. MVP. Butler and Walker. Well, not even Butler. Matter of fact, we'll, we'll keep Butler out of this for a second. Matter of fact, no, no, no. I did have something Butler and Walker. My, my apologies. So, Butler and Walker combined for 11 rushes for over 100 yards, 106 yards. And Walker got a touchdown. Tampa Bay, their stats. 
Um, first off. Oh, wait, well, first off, matter of fact. We have to give Tampa Bay their credit. They Nigga. showed us that Nigga. they didn't do something. We have to give Tampa Bay <laughs> their credit. fucking credit because we have dogged Tampa Bay Dog. For, for week one and week two, we have dogged Tampa Bay. Dog. Tampa Bay this week showed that they weren't going like no hoes against the best team yes. in the XFL. Yes. They showed that they weren't going. It literally took to like a, a game-winning touchdown for Houston to win. It wasn't even a game-winning touchdown. It was an interception. You're right. It was. It was an interception. An interception game. Man. You're right. You're right. Um, again, just some of the just some of the quick stats. Um, they did the whole swapping out QBs thing again, which I guess worked this time. Um, they didn't. They did. They did. <laughs> they did. Um, uh, a good receiver, eight receptions, 104 yards. Quentin Flowers, four for six, 51 yards, one rushing TD. Actually, Quentin Flowers is credited with the first offensive touchdown in Tampa Bay Vipers history. So shout out to Quentin Flowers again. Quentin Flowers again. A black QB got the first t- got the first offensive touchdown in Tampa Bay Vipers history. Uh, Cornelius, oh, the other QB that swapped out for Flowers, sixteen for thirty-one, one hundred and ninety-three yards, one passing touchdown, one interception, and one rushing touchdown. And then Williams, um, a receiver on Tampa Bay, only had two receptions, but they were for thirty-five yards and one touchdown. So, because your team won, you have the honor of starting this off. Well, like I said, can I get a round of applause, please? <laughs> They're three and zero. Three and zero. Um, my first, first Tampa Bay is zero and three. Tampa Bay. <laughs> Tampa Bay. Zero and three. Y'all have trust issues. They have trust issues, rather. Uh, they can't keep swapping out QBs. Um, they have to put their trust in, in one QB, or the players can continue to be the same. Uh, neither QB doesn't have confidence, so the QB play might go down next week. It might. It might. Um, Between Flowers and Cornelius, who do you think, based on the stats, like, again, Cornelius went 16 for 31. Um, Flowers only went 4 for 6, but that was really the only opportunities he had. Um, do you feel like they need to stick with one of them? Like, I, I know you just said that you don't feel like the back-to-back or, like, the switching right. out the quarterbacks was a good thing. Who between Cornelius and Flowers do you feel like um, would be the the best the best option? There? Well, it seems to me that they trust Cornelius more. Okay, okay, okay. So that's what y'all think and stick with it. Okay. Uh, but they got they got to make a decision, or they just gonna continue to lose games. Uh, you are gonna get even more bad plays because the receivers got to be you know got to be on the same page as the quarterback. Right. And I don't see that happening. Even though, even though, again, Tolliver, Tolliver, eight receptions, 104 yards. They was dropping bombs to that boy. He stepped up as the best, as so far, the most standout receiver on Tampa Bay. Okay, but I, I hear that. I mean, he showed that. He did. Um, Not to Houston. Best all-around team in the XFL. I've been saying that since week one. <coughs> been saying that. The only test they really going to have is once they play D.C., even though D.C. did so bad yesterday. I think maybe they just um, woke up on the wrong side of the bed or something, man. Like, they just, we're going to get on that later. But, uh, yeah, Houston's the best. And they they pound the ball like they supposed to. You got to run down that clock. Uh, but one game for them was the defense. Uh, that's how you win games, defense and running the ball. You have to pound and keep your offense on the field. Uh, Sorry about so that. That's had, my time. Had, had slight technical difficulties. But that's my time. Correct in the background. <laughs> Sorry about that. Cameraman, <laughs> announcer. <laughs> I, again, I, I wear multiple hats. So multiple, <laughs> I wear multiple hats around here. Um, so let's see. First off, let me just start with Tampa because Houston, I have actually quite a bit to say. Um, I have quite a bit to say about both, but let me just kind of start with Tampa. <laughs> Tampa Bay. I feel like Flowers should be their starting. They're starting. QB. I know Cornelius had more playtime, but again, I feel like Flowers should get his opportunity. I feel like you should put Flowers in there more. I know he had about a quarter and a half, but I feel like Flowers should get more. I feel like, personally, I feel like Flowers should be their starting QB. I just feel like 
again, four for six with his, with his passing, with the limited opportunities y'all gave him to pass the ball. He did well, and then he also rushed for a touchdown. Um, sample size, man. Again, it's a small sample size, but again, I just I, it's something in Flowers that I see. Again, I'm always gonna root for the black QB. I'm always root for the best QB, but again, I like black QBs obviously because I have there's, a problem with people doing that. There, there's there's not a best there's not enough black QBs in the in the in playing football. Like I feel like like the black QB is is left on still. The better QB should play. Always, always, always. Again, I'm just saying I'm going to root for the black QB. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to root for the black QB. I mean, I get it. Um, now Houston. The best QB wide receiver combo in the best in, in, in the league. I'm gonna say the best the best QB receiver combo in the league. By the way, shout out Dallas again with Bob Stoops. That was something else I wanted to kind of bring up. Bob Stoops um, from Oklahoma has really gotten Dallas together, like has corrected that shit. So I wanted to, to put that out there. Cause y'all might have an XFL type of situation of a QB coach combo with Landry Jones and Bob Stoops. Don't sleep on that. Um, but yeah, Cam Phillips and, and PJ Walker are dominating. When I say like they are dominating, they have look, made everyone else around them look like children. <laughs> They've made everybody else around them look like kids. And yeah, that's that's what like Houston's defense. This game, I don't feel like the twenty-seven points that was put up talks about how good Houston's defense actually is. Like for a few weeks now. Houston's defense has been, I feel like, putting in good work. They just slipped up a little bit. I, yeah. I feel like this this is just one game. But what kind of shocked is that it was Tampa that 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 showed made them show some chinks in the armor. You right. get what I'm saying? It was Tampa that did this. Good game planning, man. It, it was it was excellent fucking <clears throat> game planning. Um and for a little while Tampa was leading. If you were for a little while, yeah. Tampa was they almost leading. won that game. They almost they almost won that damn game. That's the thing. We can't sleep on Tampa. Even though they're 0-3, we we can't we can't sleep on Tampa. Tampa still got five I'm games. Napping. I'm still napping. Or like Tampa still got a few games left that they can try to come back and get into the playoffs. Uh, but Houston overall balanced team, excellent QB, excellent wide receiver, excellent coaching, just just a phenomenal team. Like Houston, Houston is a phenomenal team. Yes, now we come to the game. Well, actually, not the game that I least want to talk about. That's the next game. But a game that I actually... New York. Fucking New York versus St. Louis. 29-9. So let's just say this here, right? I'm just going to again. I have very few stats um, for this particular one. For New York because they didn't do shit. Nothing. Um, but um, their running back Victor rushed, had ten rushes for fifty yards. McGloin threw another interception, another fucking interception. Um, and then Luis Perez, I believe his name is, um, went four for five, thirty-nine yards, one TD. St. Louis. Ball. Their combined running attack. Of Matt Jones and, and Michael, again Matt Jones. We've mentioned him since week one. Fifteen rushing yards for Matt Jones. I mean, fifteen rushes, ninety-five yards, one touchdown. Mm-hmm. Michael, thirteen rushes, forty-four yards, one touchdown. Jordan Tayamu, the quarterback, twelve for eighteen, one hundred nineteen yards. Um, and then they had a couple of receivers, Russell and Pearsonell. Um, they didn't score a touchdown, but they. They um, what's what I'm looking for? They these two receivers, I've heard, I heard their name a lot throughout the game, like catching receptions and doing extra shit on the field, doing the intangibles that that made them kind of stand out to me. Um, I want to start this one. I have to. I, I have to start this one really quick because I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to start the next one too um, because of what the next I game. I want you to anyway. Go ahead. <clears throat> Get Matt McGloin the fuck off the field. Do not put Matt McGloin the back back on that field. Keep him the fuck off the field. He's supposed to be one of the better QBs, one of the best QBs in the XFL because 
he was with the NFL because he had starting opportunities with Tampa Bay in the NFL. Matt McGloin came into this motherfucking league thinking that he was just God's gift to the XFL. And that was not the fucking case at all. Matt McGloin, since week one, has, well, week one, I'm not going to say that. Week one, he did pretty decent. He did decent. He didn't do great. He did decent. Enough to get the W. Uh, yeah. Exactly what I was about to say. But the past couple of weeks, like last week, week two, I'm still trying to figure out why the fuck at halftime would you tell news reporters you felt that the organization should completely strip the offense and start over. Maybe that's why the game this week was that bad. That team probably didn't quit on him already. Like, and that's why I felt like y'all should start Luis Perez. Start Luis Perez. Like, again, four for five, 34 yards, one TD, small sample size, but at least he was able to at the red zone get y'all points on the fucking board. He was able, he was the only person on that team to get y'all points yesterday. Start Luis Perez. Fuck Matt McGloin. The defense needs to pick up. The defense was trash. Just overall, New York was a bad fucking game. And we're going to do power rankings, too. Um, we gonna That's going to be a different segment. We're going to do power rankings in the next segment. But... Yeah, bro, just Matt McGloin, we we got some, I got some shit for you in my XFL best player and worst player. You might be getting my worst player, Matt McGloin. You might just be getting, I, I, I got to go through some more of them. Um, Jordan Tayamu, uh, again, one of the three best QBs in the, in the XFL right now besides P.J. Walker. MVP. I believe Cardo Jones is still an excellent QB. Uh, but we'll get into more. We'll get into that more when the time comes. Um, but this, again, as a, as a person who loves rushing, this rushing attack, this rushing attack was ridiculous. Like, each one had two different touchdowns. The defense was scoring. It was just an overall excellent game. Like, St. Louis balled. St. Louis balled yesterday. They deserved that 2-1. And then you gotta think, when was the last time they played in a stadium in St. Louis? Two years ago? Yeah, before the Rams left. Yeah. The city needed it. The city definitely needed it. Your your take, sir. Well, um, I'm disappointed in New York, man. Uh, I was thinking that the NFL seasons past, I don't know how many seasons. We're looking at you, so bad. We're looking at you. Been so bad. I was. I things. figured after the first week, I thought New York would be one of the better teams. They. Uh, they let me down. They definitely need to make a QB I had change. such high hopes for New York. <laughs> I did too. They, they need to change QBs. Uh, the, I think, the, like I said earlier, I think the team quit on him. Uh, you got to watch what you say in press conferences and interviews. You have to. Uh, you are the number one player on the squad. You are the quarterback. You are the leader. You not, not sure. only spoke at halftime, but you spoke after the game, too. Okay, okay, okay. But, um, yeah, but, um, I'm sorry, my phone is. His, his phone, his phone is going off. His phone is going off. So, as a matter of fact, what we're going to do is. Because the next game is so fucking personal to me. That's I wasn't done, though. No. Go ahead. I'm going to say finish, finish up. Finish up. Make it real quick. <laughs> is, uh, they have a... Uh, I'm trying to trying to think. They have a two-headed monster in those running backs. Jones and Michael. Y'all was out there killing shit. You I know was... what they remind me of? If I can get the names right, if they remind me of is New York Giants 2000... Ooh, we talking about Barber? Seven... Ooh. Barker. Bar- no, Bar- Barber. Barber. No, we're talking about Bradshaw. We're talking about Bar- Bradshaw. Yeah. And, uh, I know. I know. And Jacobs. I, yep. 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 That's what they remind me yeah, of. Yeah, the team that fucking Two knocked the head and beat the Patriots' ass. That was my favorite NFL team of all time because of them and, and Strahan. Oh, Strahan. That was my Strahan favorite was team of all time. Strahan's a completely different conversation by himself. We can talk about um, Strahan for hours. But, um, yeah, so that two-headed monster did their thing. All I can say from this, though, is they played New York, a bad team. They played extremely bad this week. So I just want to see what they do next week with who they play and how they play and their game scheme. But good job, uh, two-headed monster. That's all I can say. I love the running game. <laughs> and when you can pound it and pound it and still put points on the board and waste that clock down and play good enough defense to get the W, you all might decide. And speaking of running game, the next game that we're going to discuss is going to be DC versus LA. Like I said, that's going to be a segment by itself. And also, we're going to give you in that next segment um, our power rankings for the week, 
our XFL worst and best. But this is Talking Sports with Way and Crony. Crony's on his phone. We'll be right back with you. I'm sorry, bro. So the first thing we gave y'all, let me correct this camera while I'm talking. The first thing we gave y'all was the first part of XFL week three. Um, we wanted to curve this because the final game that we have to talk about terrible. It's DC versus Los Angeles. Uh, you want to hit this before you? Uh, yes, sir. If I could, if I could. I know it's stressful, bro. I know. What the fuck did you do, DC? <laughs> what the fuck did you do to me? <laughs> game this morning I watched it last night before I went to sleep I didn't go to sleep till like fucking 3 a.m. because I was up watching sports highlights and shit like that preparing for today's show oh we just so matter of fact as I did with the other ones we're just going to start from stats before I give y'all my personal take DC Jones 13 for 26. Four interceptions. Bro set. Eight rushes, 75 yards, one TD. And that's all that's, that's not bad. That still. That, that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. LA. LA. The combined attack of Carter and Rose. Carter, 11 rushes, 34 yards, two TDs. Three receptions, 41 yards, one TD. Carter, balled. Rose, five rushes, six yards, one touchdown. Josh Johnson, 18 for 25, 278 yards, three touchdowns, with an 148 QBR rating. McBride, one of his receivers, five receptions for 109 yards, two TDs. I told y'all I was going to start off this segment, too, based off of who got their ass busted. My team got destroyed by 30 points. We got a 30-ball put up on us. We got a 30-ball put up on us. Just some of my takes. Worst game I've seen Cardell Jones play. I've watched him at Ohio State. I've watched him in the NFL. This was by far the worst fucking game I've seen this man play. A 50% passing percentage. For 103 yards and four TDs. I feel like DC, you all need to lean more on your running game because Brissett showed you that he got the power. He can actually, like, he's the only person to fucking score. He was the only person to fucking score. And that was at the end of the game after y'all was already blown out by 39 points. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm watching this like, okay, DC gonna come back, DC gonna come back, because y'all, like, DC's been able to, to dog walk everybody else up to this point. Again, it's only been three weeks. Ne- like, never mind you, but. Yeah, I said I have extremely high hopes going into this game. The same thing he had for the Houston Roughnecks. Only difference is his team left, lived up to expectations. <laughs> Since we're giving round of applauses on Talking Sports, can we give a round of applause for Los Angeles? Round of applause for Los Angeles. Um, As you all know, in week one, I told you all that I was going back and forth between Los Angeles and D.C. I decided to stick with D.C. because I felt like D.C. was overall a better team. I still feel like overall D.C. is a better team. This just was not the game. This just was not the game at all. We got exposed horribly. Um, Josh Johnson, I talked a lot of shit about you in week two. I felt that since that was like your first game, I was going to give you a little bit more time before I gave you 
flamethrower content before I like let the, the venom spew. Um, and you didn't disappoint my nigga. You did not disappoint me. Shout once again, shout out to the black fucking quarterbacks. Cause Josh Johnson, 34 years old. They and, taking over period. NFL, XFL, they're taking over. In the while. NFL, again, the three most important awards, rookie of the year. The um the Super Bowl MVP and the NFL MVP are all black QBs. So once again, clap around the applause for the black QBs. For the black QBs. Uh, but yeah, Josh Johnson, three TDs. But the standout of the game was Carter. Once again, 11 rushes, 34 yards, two touchdowns, three receptions, 41 yards with a touchdown. Carter pretty much single-handedly bust our ass. In the red zone. In the red zone. Like, he pretty much bust our ass single-handedly. Like, Carter himself, just based off of the touchdown and no extra points, Carter himself put up 18 points. He put up 18 points by himself. And then Rose came in with another TD. So, that's 18. That makes 24 right there. McBride had two TDs. You get what I'm saying here? Like, overall, that offense looked so much fucking better. And here's the craziest part about it all. One of the the things that, like, I saw that I had to double check. Coming into this fucking game, Los Angeles had the worst passing offense in the first three weeks. The worst passing offense. I mean, the worst passing defense, excuse me. The worst passing defense. These motherfuckers intercepted Cardell Jones four times. How do you come into the game with the worst passing defense and you get four interceptions with your fucking backups? These wasn't even your starters. These were your backups. I'm just disappointed. I'm, I'm just disappointed, sir. And that's, that's again, seven minutes of me going the fuck off. Is it, is it it's my go? It, it's your go, sir. Okay. First of all, St. Louis defense didn't step up. It was given to them. Every throw was just bad throws. You said St. Louis? St. Louis. Come on, last they week. They defense this, this week, yesterday. No, that's L.A. It was L.A. versus D.C. It was. Oh, shit, I'm tripping. Well, L.A., my bad. They defense didn't step up. It was just given to them. Throws was given to them, definitely. Uh, I just want to talk about D.C. I'm just on D.C. Their defense was terrible. Their secondary was terrible. And their quarterback was terrible. All four phases of the game, all three phases of the game was terrible. Uh, I really don't have much to say about them. You all right? Mm-hmm. You about the team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were terrible. The worst mm-hmm. player of the week was the quarterback. You see I'm hiding my face in yeah, shame. Yeah, because it's the truth, though. You so, got to own this. Because how much should I talk about? You got to own this. I had to dunk, own the dunk contest, didn't I? Yes, you did. I had to own that. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. For those <laughs> listeners on that platform, you can't see what I just did. For, but for those of y'all on YouTube, you can see that I literally just... I had to duck my face down. Nah, yeah, keep it up. I had to duck my face down. Because I've been talking so much I've shit about Cardale Jones. Like, this was my nigga. Like, you're from Ohio State. He like, gave them the game. He gave them that. He those those them. passes were so bad. And, like, rewatching them with him, like, again, me having, I guess, a cloud of smoke over my eyes. I'm like, this is one of my, like, my this is my nigga. Like, okay, cool. I didn't think that the passes were as bad, but after rewatching them with him and kind of looking at his form and his technique, they were horrible. It was horrible. 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 The offensive line been bad since week one. I've been saying it. We got they exposed. got to him. I don't know how many times they got exposed. We got um, exposed. He was just he just been able to be mobile for the first couple of weeks, and this week we got exposed. We got exposed like a motherfucker. He was pushing an issue all game. They just got stepped up. They still maybe the top three or four team. I feel. But they definitely got exposed. Not after these power rankings. Uh, but that's that's our takes on the last game, DC versus DC versus um LA. So the next thing, because you know I'm the stat master, stat master general. We we got power rankings for y'all. But before we get to the power rankings, matter of fact, no. Because the, the XFL player of the week, I feel like, is our most cherished award. Like, it was, it was the first one we did. It's our most cherished award, so we got to get that one to y'all last. We're going to do the power rankings first. So, we going to have some disagreement, um, and we'll kind of discuss that when it comes. But, in first place, we'll start from 8 to 8 to 1. So, in last place, 
is the, the New York Guardians. Horrible. In seventh place is Tampa Bay. New York, by the way, is one and two. Tampa Bay is 0 and 3. Um, and but six, that's a better team. Yes, yes. I feel like Tampa Bay showed they were a better team. Uh, well, we, can, we can discuss the power rankings in a second. Number six, I have D.C. Uh, number five, Seattle at one and two. D.C. was two and one. Um, Los Angeles at number four at one and two. Dallas at number three at two and one. St. Louis at number two at two and one. And then coming in at number one, number one red rednecks fan over here, Houston. Houston. Houston comes in at number one. So when we were putting the power rankings together, he had some some disagreements as far as what he felt some teams may have been placed. So this is DC. You felt like they two and one. They had a bad game. Uh bad game. And you put them all the way down to six. I'm, I'm, I'm harsh. I'm a harsh critic when it comes to me. Like, and it's your squad. I know. I told you I'm a very harsh critic though. Like when it comes, like I expect excellence. I expect excellence at all points on that football field. Uh, I said football field. The fucking football field. God damn it. You got me stumbling over words and shit. But you just had, you, you had bad quarter play, quarterback play. That's the, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. When I say he was great at uh, escaping from the rushes. Mm-hmm. And that's what saved him the first two games. Um, so if he could switch, DC would be his five and Seattle would be his six. Again, I feel like we both would agree that LA could be above DC because of LA actually beating DC. That that's my argument for LA at four. Oh, LA, yeah, whooped, okay. LA I, I gotta whooped our ass. I gotta give you that. We, again, it was nine and thirty-nine. They put thirty points on us. I, 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 I don't. Yeah, but that was <laughs> their first win, though, man. Still, it was a powerful ass win. Again, against the at the time the second best team in the league. They like, only been able to win one. They got two. I can't do it. You can't do it. Nah, I can't agree with that. So, so you put so you actually put DC at four. Yeah, I put DC. What did I say last? At four. So you put DC at four. Yes. You put LA at five, and then put Seattle at six. Sound pretty fair. That sounds fair. Sounds fair. Now, the most shared, one of these days we're going to have like actual trophies that we can give to people for like the player of the week. But talking sports, uh, we're going to give y'all our player of the week and then we're going to give y'all our worst player of the week. We're going to give you a best and a worst. You want to start or do you want me to start? Go ahead. So, my best um, is going to be Martez Carter from Los Angeles. Um, Again, that's personal, but it was just because of the level of production. It was the level of production. He had three TDs, receiving yards, rushing yards, multiple rushes, multiple catches. He he did a over. He basically pulled an XFL version of Christian McCaffrey. Okay, I see you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, he pulled saying. an XFL version of Christian McCaffrey against DC. Uh, my worst player of the week is Matt McGloin. I told y'all I'm gonna get on your ass, and it's your time, my nigga. So, Matt McGloin, don't you ever in your motherfucking football career? Me, I played football at a very low, low, low level. So don't. So again, my football knowledge compared to yours, what I can say may not necessarily be on par. But what I can say, as far as leadership and being a leader, you don't call out your team at halftime. You don't call out your team. Um, at the end of the game, I've seen so many great quarterbacks. I've seen over the years Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Names go on. When it comes to the game, they put it on them. I'm the QB. I'm the leader of the game. I'm the one that has to step up. I'm the one that got to make sure that we get where we got to go, whether it's on offense or even hell. Talking to the defensive captain and making sure that they got their shit together. I run this motherfucking team. And you, sir, you, you didn't do it. You didn't do it. You you. <laughs> You, I, I would, like he said, I wouldn't be surprised if that whole locker room has turned on you at this point. So you, sir, who's your worst in your, who's your best and your worst? Of the week? Yep. It'll have to be, you made a good case, though, just now. Don't I always, though? Yeah, you made a really good case. Like, you made me almost change my decision. But because of him calling out his team, but he didn't do that this week. He did. He did. He did. So, but that's because he learned from last week. I'm still not off that. 
I'm going to go with uh, the QB from DC. He uh, he let me down. He on did those it. Legs he actually fucking did it. <laughs> that day, I gotta give it to him. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think. I think I'm gonna stick with the two-headed monsters. So he acted as a cold best player of the week. And that's yeah. the two the two running backs from Seattle or was it St. Louis? I think it was for the same. I want to say St. Louis. Hello, let's, let's double check. Let's double check the stats. Got to go back into the library. So, was not Dallas. Was not that. It was definitely St. Louis. Right. Yep, Matt Jones and Michael. And C. Michael. Again, just to, 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 he has a good case between the two. 28 rushes, over 100 yards, two touchdowns. What can you say about that? <laughs> what, what can you say? What can you say? Uh, so we gave y'all our take on DC versus LA. We gave y'all our power rankings for the week, and we also gave you all our our um our best and our worst for the XFL player of this week. Now we're about to get off the XFL. Something he's been wanting to talk about: Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder, number two. This is going to be coming up after the ad break from our sponsor, the Anchor App. So sit back with Talking Sports with Way and Chrome. We'll be right back with you. Coming off that ad break, the very next thing that we're going to talk about is the fight between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. It was their second fight. If you all do not know from the first fight, that one ended in a split decision draw, which means both of them got a draw on their record. Neither one of them. Neither one of them has been defeated. Up, was bullshit. up until this fight. Now, ah, fuck. That's one thing I wish I fucking had. I forgot which round, but basically Tyson Fury won um, with a TKO. He, he won by TKO after... I want to say it was like the day. It might have been the like, 11th round. It, it was, they went late. Cause it was, I think it was, it was later in the round. I don't think it was early. Yeah, I know it wasn't early. I thought it may have been around like... It may have, yeah, that's the second time I heard it. So it may, again, it was in the later rounds. We'll say that. It was in the later rounds. Tyson Fury defeated Deontay Wilder. Um, he already has had some takes online. If y'all watch this and you see this, you, you know that he's been having banter with some of y'all. But I'm going to let him start before I kind of get my takes. Because I'm going to get more of a boxing analysis more than a... Well, what surprises me, <laughs> what I'm going to keep saying, that everybody thought that uh, Wilder was going to win this fight. He didn't win the first fight. Well, they both kind of cheated in the first fight. I mean, Wilder lost in rounds, and Fury got a, a late count. <clears throat> so I guess, man, I think that's probably why they, it was a draw. They just said, fuck it, and like, let's just go back and do it again? Pretty much. So what was your, so how did you think, what was my, what did you think of the fight? Like, what was your, your overall view of the fight? Or, like, overall, like, thoughts about the fight? Wilder can fight, but he can't box. Ooh. Ooh, me, Max Kellerman. Me, Max Kellerman take there. Okay. I mean, it's the truth, though. Okay, continue. I mean, continue. if you watch the, you watch, you watch the fight. I right? definitely watched the fight. Watched right, the fight a couple of times. I mean, the first fight, it was clear as day who was the better fighter. The second fight, he was tight. He shouldn't have that weight, man. He gained weight. Wilder gained weight. And Fury kept putting that body on him. And uh, it was over. He was too tired. And that one shot, even if it was in the back of the head, it, it was over. It was over in the middle, third round. Like, it was done. Uh, I believe that Fury was going to win the fight regardless. I say he's a better fighter. He's more skilled. And Wilder fans are just mad because he black and he lost. That's the big thing. But that's my take on it. Okay. Um, again, I was told y'all I was going to give y'all more of like a, like a boxing analysis. Um, I mean, my overall thoughts of the fight, though, it was a good fucking fight. I'm not going to lie. Like, it was like, not a good fight. I thought, to me personally, I thought it was a good fight, especially, well, early on it was a good fight. It was as not the, a good fight. As the rounds went on later. He Tyson, was doing this the whole time. Tyson. Tyson. Ryan was doing this the whole time. My take, sir. Sir. <laughs> My take. Come 
Listen, I felt like it was a good fight early on. Later on, as it went on, like you said, Tyson Fury, the weight that he put on was better. The weight that he put on was used to a better advantage than what Deontay Wilder um, done. What the weight that Deontay Wilder had put on. Um, something I saw and I paid attention to was like in boxing. I feel like if you come into the the fight like sweating a little bit, you've been prepping. You actually been kind of putting in work. If you look at Deontay Wilder, he came in cold. He came in completely cold. If you look at Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury came in that thing sweating. If that you showed even, what they were doing before the fight. He, you see what they were doing before the fight. What were they doing before the fight, sir? Fury was dancing in his boxers. What was Wilder doing? And Wilder, I can remember. Hmm? He wasn't boxing or nothing like that, though. They both weren't doing shit. Shit, even Fury, though. Like Fury again, was Fury. confident he was going to win this Fury, fight. Fury came in this shit ready. Fury was loose. Wilder wasn't. Wilder wasn't. That's the thing. That's, what, that's what I'm boxer. saying here. He's not a it, was, it was a different level of preparation coming into this. Fury, again, for those boxing fans out there, Fury, um, remember, he got a whole different trainer before the fight. He got a whole different trainer before the fight. And the shit that him and his trainer worked on, like like when he told him, put his, put your body on him. Stay close to him. Stay up inside of him. Because what he does is he throw that left jab and then immediately try to hook your ass with that right. That's it, all got. it comes every single fucking time. So if you stay in close to him, he's not going to have enough power ever to truly come around that right. But it wasn't even just power. He couldn't hit him. He could He Again, listen to what I'm about to say. He can't get you with that right. So what you'll be able to do is duck under that motherfucker and continue to clobber. And if you check out what fucking Fury was doing, Fury kept trying to go for that overhand. That overhand behind the, behind his fucking head to knock his ass on the ground. Now a couple of those knockdowns, if they counted them towards Wilder, I haven't checked the, the true stand by stand scores, but if they did contribute him to Wilder, one. shouldn't have been because one, one to the one, first one, the first one, because again it was he was slipping a lot. He was definitely slipping a lot. That wasn't due to like a couple of those times he didn't even get hit. He just literally slipped. Yeah, like but he was already wobbly. By that point, he was because because Fury Fury beat his ass. Let's let's just I feel like it was a good fight, but Fury beat his ass. I do. I'm not saying it was a good back and forth. I'm saying it was a good ass whooping. <laughs> like that's what I mean by a good fight. It was a good ass whooping. Like I never said it was a good back and forth early on in the beginning few rounds. Yeah, they had their little tussles, but as the, the rounds went on, Fury showed his conditioning. Like I'm here for it. I'm here to beat your ass. Then after I whoop your ass, I'm going after um, Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua? Anthony Joshua. No, it's Anthony Joshua because Anthony Joshua lost his championships to to Ruiz, to that Mexican, to the Mexican fighter. But then in their very next matchup, um, Anthony Joshua ended up getting his championships back. So I don't know if this is the first time, so let me not say that. But we right now, all the four major, major governing bodies of boxing are all British champions. Tyson Fury is the Ring Magazine and I believe WBA champion. And Anthony Joshua is the IBF and WBO. Again, don't quote me. I might be wrong off of that one. But I know both of them basically got two belts apiece. And they're talking about that, again, British Anthony Joshua um, versus British Tyson Fury it's going to be for the unification of all the heavyweight championships. Basically, so you think that's going to happen before round, for, uh, the third fuck fight? You. Fuck you. They are, they are like, what's the thing? His name is um, Eddie Hearns. I believe his name is. He's a British man. He was literally on ESPN and every type of boxing network the very next day. Like, look, we already talked about it. If he won, this was going to be the very next thing. Like, it, it's pretty mm. much, it's pretty much dead set at this point. So and I've been I was watching something last night talking about the lineal, um, the lineal heritage of the heavyweight championship. Basically, somebody that they consider like, like not necessarily like the real world champion. Like you're the real world champion and you got the titles. Um, right now, Tyson Fury is technically what they consider the lineal champion, which basically means you're the best of the best in your in your weight class. Um, so if Tyson Fury's the best and Anthony Joshua got the other two titles, there's only really one thing to do. 
it's two and two. Let's see who's the best. Go at it. And then after that, have one more. And if the, the person who won the first one won that second one, we call it at that. And we got ourselves the best heavyweight boxer of this time right now. So then who do you think Wilder going to fight? Wilder, I feel like Wilder's going to take some time off. Um, but as far as who's his next fight is, again, I'm not that deep into boxing. If you're like, oh, I've been watching this young up and come, or I've been watching so-and-so, and they should fight. I don't fucking know. But you know, he's able to automatically get a rematch, right? He is. So but I think he's going to take that. You think he's going to take the rematch? You think they're going to do that before? All right. Because if he take it, I'm pretty sure that's going to have to be the first fight for uh, Fury, right? If he automatically wants a rematch. If he automatically, you know, they give it to him. Again, the behind the scenes, the politics, and all the the contract workings of of boxing is so fucking complicated. Um, It's so fucking complicated, I'm not even going to get into it because I don't have a single fucking idea. But it was a good ass whooping. It was was funny. It was. It was. was. That was my final thoughts. It it was a good ass whooping. Um, I would have liked to see Deontay Wilder win. uh, Because, again, like. I would have liked to see Deontay Wilder win. I think, again, I think it's more of like a black thing. Like, like I think that I, that's literally all the fuck it really was. Um, I've seen Tyson Fury. I watched WWE as well, so I've seen Tyson Fury literally do like WWE. I've, I've seen Tyson Fury before I've ever seen him. Matter of fact, no, I saw him in Deontay Tyson one. Then he came to WWE. And you had Deontay Tyson two. Um, I, yeah, Tyson, like Fury. You say his first name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. and the thing is, I've been doing it a lot. Like, like Tyson is the one that kind of catches me, like, because I, I, I think of Iron Mike. But long story short, it was a, it, it was a good ass whooping. It was a good ass whooping. But that's our coverage of Wilder, Fury two, and any more like top boxing matchups come that we might discuss those again in the future. But this was one we could not not cover, especially having a sports show. I was looking forward to. But we'll be right back here on the way with Talking Sports with Wayne Brony. Um, we got a couple of questions that we're going to ask that we told y'all in the beginning. Question number one, should Jason Tatum be considered in the MVP conversation? And number two, should um, Zion Williamson win Rookie of the Year? Or should he be considered for Rookie of the Year? We'll be right back here with you on Talking Sports with Wayne Brony. So we're back here on Talking Sports with Wade and Crony. After talking about Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. So the next thing we have before we close this thing out is a couple of questions. Um, I've been seeing people talk about, I've been seeing people, you know, ask and debate. And I thought it would be some good things for us to debate. The first one is, should Jason Tatum be considered to be in the MVP conversation for this year? I'll let you start. No. There's no reason for him to be considered as MVP. He's a good part of a good working system and players in the team. Yeah, but he's only averaging 22 points a game. There's so many other players that's averaging 22 points a game. And he's not the main reason why his team is winning and in, what, third place? Who do you, who you, who you giving it to? Kimba? But I mean, what you mean the MVP of that team? Or something? Yeah, are you saying it's Kimba? Because it's definitely Jason Tatum. I'm not gonna say that. It's not Kimba. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say it's Kimba. Who? I mean, you sit here talking about MVP of the NBA. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Celtics. Who is the best player on the Celtics? Jason Tatum. Yes. So, and he has his team. Yeah, he has his team at third in the East right now. Okay. Yes, but he's not that much of a better player than everybody else on his squad, though. No, I, I think he is. I think I think this year Jason Tatum, and I feel like next year I'll be solidified in what I'm saying. So around the one year anniversary of talking sports with Wayne Crony, um, I'm, I'm going to go back to this. I'm going to put this clip in there. But I'm saying I feel like around this time next year, around next season. He like he's going to elevate even further, but I feel like this year he's put his team as the leader of his team. He's put his team in a good position. He's shooting a good percentage from the field. He's shooting a good percentage from three. Um, again, he's rebounding very well. Again, his, his scoring is just twenty two. Yes, twenty two point nine points per game is his scoring. Damn near basically twenty three. Well, how many assists he averaging? Well, maybe. 
for about about three, about about three assists per game. But again, that's not his job. His job as a small forward is to rebound. Okay, well, what, what Kimber's saying? Kimber, Kimber got to be averaging at least 20 points. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying, he's not elevate. He's not doing what Giannis is doing. He's not doing I'm what LeBron is doing. Wait, but did I, but did I, but James did, is doing. But did I, he's not, come on, did I say that he should win MVP? He shouldn't be in no, the conversation. No, I feel like he should be in the conversation, though. I feel like, I feel like there is an argument. Again, I feel like I'm making that argument for him that he should be at least in the conversation. All right, let me say this. Go ahead. If the Celtics need five games worse without him. Yes. He's been hitting. Just five games. Yes. From where they are right now, without Tatum, the whole year, they'll still be just five games worse. Yes, because I believe this year he has three game winners. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I'm hearing exactly what you're saying. I don't think you are. I believe this year. All right, listen. Hold on, wait, wait, no. Stop, hold on. You understand what I'm saying? He said this year, right? He said this year. Without Tatum. Without Tatum. Would the team still be five games games worse than the season? I believe there was a lead game check. Jason Tatum did hit fucking three game winning shots. Already this year, so I'm already up three games without Jason Tatum, right? And again, and again, the game at um, wait no, the game against the Lakers they lost that game, but again, there was quite a few games. Where were five games put? Where were five games less than where they are now? Put the Celtics. What season would that be? Around six or seven. So they'll still be in the playoff hunt after in the second half of the season, right? But they wouldn't have home field advantage. Now tell me if LeBron wasn't on the Lakers. Or if Harden wasn't on the on the, on the Rockets, would they only be five games worse than where they are right now, or would they be even further down? They would be significantly worse without those two people. So why are we being the MVP conversation? Because, like for instance, right with um with the with the Raptors, like with the Raptors without Pascal Siakam, I feel like the Raptors would still be a, a lower seeded. A lower seeded fucking what, playoff team. Exactly. I feel like with just Kyle Lowry, they would still be at least well, the eighth seed. You didn't just put but the Celtics to the eighth seed. I didn't, right? I didn't. Okay. I said around but six still, or seven. So again, six and seven. Where so, are y'all right now? Third. Right. right. But that's they that, that third has, right that's now. West, with Toronto with Pascal Siakam. Without Pascal Siakam, Toronto goes from second to eight. Without Jason Tatum, the Celtics go from third to six. I'm taking Jason Tatum. Uh, I take the Jason Tatum over uh, Siakam too. So I'm not saying that he's better than Giannis, who's who would be the only other person above him. I didn't even say Giannis. I'm not saying I'm not saying better than Giannis, like because like like literally he got on further. He he's out he's out the race. <laughs> We're not saying that. And then in the West, you got LeBron, you got James Harden, you got Luca. And that's four, and they normally have a top yeah, five. Luka. He's yeah, not better than Luca. They normally have a top five, right? Who's who's the top five in the MVP race? I gave you three from the West. He's in the and then two from the East. Him and him and motherfucking um, Giannis. Him, Giannis, Luca, James, and LeBron. God damn it! I know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> I know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't know if I can argue with that or not. I see what you did there. I don't know. Like, I, I got to really think, like, because. That's what I'm saying. I can make an argument for anything. It'll be him or. It'll be him or. Well, you can't say that because Ben Simmons, too, though. Ben, I, I, don't, I don't believe this year Ben Simmons. I don't believe this year Ben Simmons is the MVP conversation. So I feel like Ben Simmons and Joel and B got to get their shit together before either one of them is in the MVP conversation. They got too much the shit going on there in Philly. The whole thing, but yeah, I see what you're saying though with that when it comes to the top five and the who. I see what you're saying. It's, but I say it'll be between him and Siakam. Okay. Okay. Instead of just I, giving I, him that fifth spot, I just say they fight for it. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So the next question we have after after that, you, you see, right? That's why I chose. You almost got me. That's why I chose like, oh. these questions for a fucking reason. The next thing that we're gonna talk about is should Zion Williamson be considered in the Rookie of the Year conversation? Hold on. Oh, considered. Yes. Not winning it. Matter of fact, fuck it. That that's a better one. Should Zion Williamson win Rookie of the Year? Got the stats. <laughs> so, 
In 12 games, mind you, let's put that out there first. 12 games. 12 games. He has has averaged 22.8 points a game, 2.3 assists, 41.7 three-point percentage. That's just percentage, 41.7. I bumped the fuck out of that. How many threes? Uh, I did not. (laughs) I didn't find that. Maybe four. 58.6% from the field and 7.2 rebounds. Compared to 7.2. Compared to John Morant, 50 games. 50. 17.6 points per game, 6.9 assists per game, shooting 35.5% from the three, 49% from um, field goal range, 3.4 rebounds, and a steal. And the Grizzlies are the eighth seed. A rookie is leading the Grizzlies to the eighth seed. So, yes. Since I made such a compelling argument last time, <laughs> I would like to start with this. Almost! <laughs> um, I feel like he should be considered. Based. No, 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 we are doing considering. Oh, you said okay. winning. I feel like. Winning hits. Okay, I feel like Zion Williamson should win the rookie of the year. Okay? I feel like he should <laughs> win the rookie of the year. Here's why. He has his team only three games back from the eighth seed. That's what it, three only three games back from, from, the, from the eighth seed at this point. They're a half game back from Dame, Tom, and the Blazers. They're a half game back from Dame, Tom, and the Blazers. Also, since Zion Williams has come back, I think they've won out of their last ten games, they've gone eight and two. He's played 12 games. They went eight and two. And matter of fact, since he's been back, they've gone ten and two. Since Zion Williamson has hit the court. Since he's hit the court, Zion Williamson has single-handedly changed the way that they fucking play. Well, they gotta change the they, way they play. But but his dominance, his ability to to, to rebound, his aggressiveness, his motor, his strength. He's shown everything. Even in the rookie, yeah, even in the rookie game, yeah. he was balling in the fucking rookie game. Yeah, he's, he's hooping. Like, he, Zion Williams is out here hooping. And something, courtesy of ESPN, Stephen A, first take, um, that I don't know if it was Stephen A, but you know, I associate Stephen A with first take. Um, something that I heard on there, right? I love, Somebody made a comparison that like in the next couple of years, another gruesome duo is going to end up being Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. And after going back and watching games and watching it, it could be those two together, they've been able to put together some shit. Like they've been able to put together, and this was Brandon Ingram's first All Star appearance too this year. Because remember, that was something else we talked about. Because I see, I thought Devin Booker should have went in instead of Brandon Ingram. Man. So you say you, you disagree with that now? No, Brandon Ingram was in there and Devin Booker made it. Well, yeah, so, but so my, point, my point is, my point is, yes, I still feel like Devin Booker. Matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I am. I'm going to go on record and say that I am going to change that. I am going to change that because from what I'm seeing, from I told you, I needed, a, I needed a, a bigger sample size for Brandon Ingram. And after watching Zion Williamson and watching all 12 of his games, which I have to do, to give y'all this excellent content. Uh, yeah, that combo between Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram is going to be fucking dangerous. So, yeah. I agree. So, I feel like if Zion if Zion can get can get his team into the playoffs, and can get his team past the Grizzlies and actually make it to that eighth seed, or, fuck, if they can continue this type of, this type of winning ways and maybe even hit a seventh, like if, if they if they can basically pass the Grizzlies, yes, Zion Williamson should win Rookie of the Year. Without without making the playoffs, no. Okay, I agree. I agree. I definitely agree. I I, I felt different, but if he able to get them to the playoffs and not job out of the playoffs, bro, then yeah, he can bro. He, he, he should he should win Rookie of the Year. Like he he's yeah, since, I since can't he, even argue with you with that. Since he's got the court, he's been the most explosive rookie. But if he don't, if he don't, if this he whole don't. if he don't, this whole conversation is even a, a watch. Then it's job all day. It's job. It's if job. he can play the most games, if he continue doing what he's doing and make the playoffs, yep, 
It's job. It's, 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 it's definitely job. But what's so crazy is, the, and I think Ja wasn't Ja drafted number two. Wasn't it Zion then Ja? Or was it um? You sure it was Ja or uh? What's the other place in the net? You sure it was for the, for the Knicks? Uh, no, matter of fact, it was. It was Zion Ja, and then it was R.J. Barrett. Okay. R.J. Barrett was third. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for putting breaking up that because I had that really clicked something. <laughs> so yeah, literally, this is this is one and two, the best two rookies. Either the, I think for, cause like when it was um, when it was Jason Tatum and Lonzo Ball, I don't think those was the two. I think it was I forgot who the fuck else it was that was in there. A lot going on with the rookie of the year conversation this year, and these past few years though, I feel like these rookies have been stepping it up. Like the past two rookie of the year winners have honestly been stepping it up, but. Um, this has been Talking Sports with Wade. And Crony. We'll be right back with you with this young outro. As you see, I came prepared yeah, today. You got me on that one. I came prepared today. You got me on that. <laughs> we'll be right back with you. This, sir, has been a very... I thought this has been a good episode. Like, I feel like this has been fun. We've been debating, having having good sports conversation. We didn't cover the third week of the XFL. We didn't cover Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. Um, we didn't also, just double-checking things here, we didn't debate a couple of topics when it came to the NBA. What do you think of today's episode? It was cool. Uh, I'm getting more comfortable, like I said the last time. It's getting more <laughs> easier to do it now. It just, um, I told you, repetition. You, you had some good points today. You got me on the topic. I, I, I give you one. He, okay, we're going to go one and one. We're going to go one and one. Next time, we're going to be on, it's going to be like a seven-game series. So I'm going to watch right <laughs> now. Games, yeah. four-game series? Yeah, like four a five-game. Five five game. Game. Right now, we have one and one. Um, I, again, I, he, I'll give him, he won the Jason Tatum. He, he won the Jason Tatum one because I couldn't swing him. But I got him with the Zion one. I got him with the Zion one. But like I said, this has been, I feel like this has been our best episode. I feel like this has been like a fire, a fire episode. Like, and we're starting to find our stride. The more comfortable we get with doing this podcast, you know, the the, the better it'll be. The, the, the more heat we'll be able to bring to y'all. But as usual, I am one of your hosts, Way. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. You can also find us on YouTube. All ways world. You can find us right there. Um, you can find me on Instagram at how underscore way underscore how. Also at ways world 93. You can find me on Facebook at ways world. And you can also find me on Facebook with, at Wayman. Um, on Twitter, ways world 93. I think that's all my tags. <laughs> um, and on you. Where can they find you, you sir? You can find me on Facebook with Bill Crony. In his Instagram, Lavelle Crony. Is it Lavelle's? Yes, yes. <laughs> I in, told his, you. in his Instagram, it's Lavelle Crony's. Where we confirmed, we we found the missing Instagram. His Instagram is definitely Lavelle Crony. Same thing. Same, same <laughs> exact thing. But once again, this has been talking sports with Wayne Crony. Thank you all so much, and you have yourself a good day or night, depending on when you're watching this. Peace.